Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to brelnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. Fatality. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Today, we're talking about The Shining. I mean, I'm sorry, Sinister. I'm along with uh, Eric, and we have a special guest host, Adam. Uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Better now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, guys, doing, I'm doing good. Please tell me you guys got that joke. Sure, yeah. Because this is clearly a remake of The Shining, I, right? I thought that was a... Well, The Shining goes into a different, a few different things, but you know what? Like, uh, I, I want to hear what you think about that, because that's interesting. I can, I understood it, like, I, I guess, to a certain degree, maybe because I just read it online, but... Let's, I'm interested to, to hear what you think about it. I mean, as always. Here I think about this movie. As always, yeah. Of, 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 well, of, of course you are. Well, why, and, uh, why did you choose Sinister? Well, I choose Sinister because I was looking at the director of the movies. Um, I'm going to be upside down, but who cares? I uh, looked up the director of this movie's uh, filmography in IMDb, and I realized that... Sinister is ranked as one of the top like 10 greatest horror movies of the past 10 years. Mm. There's a tons of horror websites that classify this as one of the top. And I'm like, how does Marvel, because the director of this movie is directing Dr. Strange. Right. So how does, how, how does Marvel say, Hey, guess what? Horror guy from Blumhouse who makes the same exact movie every single time. We're going to choose you to continue on the Marvel universe. And it's like, okay, let's let's check this guy out. Maybe Sinister has something to say. It doesn't, but it's, you know, um it, I mean, it's interesting. It was good enough for a sequel. Yeah, that has a that has like a 3.6 on IMDb. So I think I I'm see not 5.3 right now. Is, is it 5.3? Uh Sinister Two. Let me take a look. Yeah, it's it says it was released last year, and that uh, uh, it looks like Sinister Three may have been axed, but may have been on again. So flip flops, which means it's probably just no good. And uh, before we get into Sinister, I wanted to to make this plug. Adam is joining us tonight in replace for Ed. I'm sure you all are sad, just like I am, that Ed's not here. He has a personal thing that he has to do. But uh, Adam is from our show uh, for your distraction from Be Real Network. It's a, it's a great show. Make sure to check him out on SoundCloud uh, for your distraction. Also, oh, you're on iTunes me blush. For, for your distraction on Twitter for your distraction. You can just Google for your distraction. And you'll find it. Also, check him out on BeRollNetwork.com. But Adam, again, uh, Eric, and I appreciate you joining us for this tonight, man. We're yeah, I got some pretty big shoes to fill tonight. So, <laughs> With Ed, keep it in the family. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's uh, I I like Ed when he's not peeing on stream. <laughs> yes, yes. Ed is very famous, Adam, for uh, drinking his bourbon, and then he decides to take a piss mid-review. I miss that one. I like hearing one the ice time, though, when he drinks. It's classy. Yes, one, one time, he actually took a shit while we were reviewing. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you're not getting bourbon tonight. You're getting rum tonight. So There you go. And you guys are getting Bush beer, so. And I'm not drinking at all. Mm -mm. 
so we're talking about sinister and i said in the beginning yeah. of this of this of this opening the the shining because that's what this movie is to me i mean like the shining is number 2 on my personal favorite films of all time number 1 is the fly remake but uh, i mean i mean this is 100% the shining and i will explain why you got a guy who wants to be a novelist who is a struggling novelist mm-hmm. who wants to write the greatest american novel who moves into a haunted area to write the novel for inspiration tries to figure out the clues to write the novel figure out the clues are so are so fucked up and so beyond his control that he can't control it anymore goes batshit insane and i would argue that he is the one that ends up killing his family i know the daughter does it in the movie spoilers but it's because of his dumbass choices is because is why his family gets chopped up at the end by an axe just like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. So that's exactly what this movie is. My my personal opinion. This is this is The Shining through. I didn't I didn't see the uh, connection of The Shining, but now they explain it. It, it does make a little sense. I it absolutely plays off. It's kind of exactly how you say. Um, I will I will say that at the very least, uh, the main character in this one tries to protect his family. In the end, he tries to do right. I guess instead of going completely batshit insane. <clears throat> so that would be the uh, contrast that I would make compared to The Shining. But yeah, it, it, it does play very similar to that movie. I mean, he plays off of his curiosity, though. So I understand that the similarities are, are there, but I think that it's trying to highlight a little bit more around the demon Bagul. And I, I think that's kind of like Bagul is the sinister franchise, you know what I mean? So he's gonna carry on through one, two, possibly three, if it's decided or not. I, I think it's just kind of gonna go to to that route. And this is just maybe one story. I I mean, I can kind of see it just because of, of the shots more. So I wasn't gonna go for for that. But uh, the writing part is is uh, you're right. But he's he's more like an investigative uh, writer or reporter, you know, like he's researching. Whereas uh, Jack Torrance was just a piece of shit and it was just like couldn't find any work and so he just kind of took this this guy was just like had the money already and was trying to strike so i understand the similarities for it um my gripes about the movie among others and many is that this entire movie uh ethan hawk does not turn on a light at all like no this movie is dark right? as it, shit. I, I don't know why but for some reason i noticed it and it's a weird thing when you're just like, I don't know why I noticed that part in the movie, but Ethan Hawke, whenever there's a bump in the night and he's like semi-drunk and he's got a baseball bat and he's just going through this, the house, never turns on a light. If you hear a bump in the night, you know, if you if you got the balls enough to go into a room, you're probably going to turn on a light, you know? Yes. I, 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 Eric, I, I 100% agree because I'm on record many times in this podcast to say that being 30 years old, the only movie that scared me in my adult years in the past couple of years has been the conjuring i mean that movie scared the living fuck out of me yeah i'm a huge fan of that movie i turned every single light on in my house just to go to bed which is two seconds away from the living room that's cute because i'm scared this guy this guy at the end of the movie goes up into an attic and sees all these dead kids with a super eight camera and bagul or mr boogie and he's like oh fuck what do i do and it's like, oh, my God. I mean, so anyway, but Sinister, okay, so 
I'm gonna I'm gonna talk shit about this movie, but the movie's not <laughs> terrible. Remember, please, to if you're gonna talk shit about this movie, to maybe give some pointers of how you would have improved it or what things you would have done differently. Well, what I would have done differently was I would have fucked with the audience. I would have established that this was a serial killer. The name of the movie is called Sinister, and I looked at the poster because I rented this on Vudu, and I saw that the little girl on the poster is their daughter. Yeah. So you already have told me who the killer is. You already have. That's it. not true. I, yeah, I mean. Come on, guys. <laughs> you you know it's a red herring. Think about it, guys. Well, I mean, well, now that you see it now, but you're you're saying it as if to imply that when movie posters do that, that it's just oh, that's the killer right there. It's it's no secret. Look at that right there. I mean, yeah, hindsight's well, twenty twenty on that one. So I, yeah, well, I, I guess okay. I would have to all go right. with that. All right, all right, fair enough. I guess what I'm trying to say is that once the movie starts going into gear, and there's and I mean they are establishing that every single murder of the families a kid goes missing and the poster is this demonic girl that is the same exact girl from their family it's telling me that it's the girl because they try to red herring you throughout the whole movie because you got the son trevor who is this uh weird kid with long hair and he pops out of boxes because of night terrors and all this shit and so you think he's the one that's possessed. But on the cover is a little girl. So I'm looking for a little girl to be the bad. Yeah. And, you know, and when it became clear at the end that she was the bad, I wasn't like, what? Oh, my God. I wasn't freaking out. I was just like, oh, that makes sense because the poster said that earlier. Well, to me, the poster, what it says basically is kind of like any of these horror uh, possession type uh, movies have on their covers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, basically, like you said, you know, it shows you that the little girl's involved deep with the, the demon entity, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it doesn't necessarily to me say that that's the villain in the story. It just means that this is the girl that has the connection with it. To me, it still says that the boogie uh, character is the villain. Like that's who it is. You know, that's an interesting way to put it because you see other movies like that, it, it, especially the covers poltergeist, uh, insidious. Uh, I think the conjuring had well, one exorcism. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, of Emily Rose or all the, yeah. yeah. So it kind of, it kind another of movie he did. He did. He did that one too. So uh, Scott Derrickson, the director. Yeah, he did X to the Emily Rose. Yeah, he sure did. You're right. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of in that that same. But that's just that's just storytelling, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I, it's kind sure. of where I was just kind of trying to knock into there, Jordan. Which, by the way, too, like I, I think there is a a trend uh, that's that's hitting hard right now, and it may have actually have always been, but I, I just feel like I'm seeing a little bit more and more now where. Um, it's usually you have kind of whatever main characters, but then it's usually the, the kids are involved some way. And I understand it's because children are perceived as innocent or easy targets, and it's creepy as shit when one of them wakes up in the middle of the night in a dark hallway and says something like, don't worry about your dying tomorrow, daddy, or some shit like that. And that, that would scare me. I understand that. But I feel like we've seen it more and more again. And I bring this up because in this movie, if they would have maybe um, stuck to it being just kind of a malicious thing between Bagul and, and Ethan Hawke's character, maybe throwing a lot of the deception of the wife, and maybe uh, you know some other stuff. I think that would have been a little bit easier. The parts where like 
the outside <laughs> stuff was happening where you know you could see through the French doors and you could see like yeah. kind of the yard or like the dog was involved. It shit scares the shit out of me. Like, especially with the dogs doing it, too. That, good reference also in Poltergeist, too, in, in, in that part, because we think that dogs have, like, these six senses, and they can see kind of or, or sense something else. So it happened in a lot of other movies. I, it was a good use of it in this movie, too. But bringing in to where it, the children part, I don't know. I think they could have asserted maybe a different way with a little bit more... Um, I don't know, you know, because cause doing it like a little bit more torture or blood and gore would be kind of a faux pas too, wouldn't it? Well, see, here's the thing, though, is that this movie's produced by Blumhouse, which Blumhouse does not do blood and gore. I mean, uh, Blumhouse says uh, Blumhouse has made us such movies as Paranormal Activity, Unfriended, uh, the Insidious movies. I mean, like this is the new face of horror. This is our generation's uh, dimension. That came out in the late '90s after Scream. Well, maybe they could have foreshadowed a bit more on Bagul or more on the family that was in uh, the family or families that were involved in the house too, because those yeah. eight millimeters were, were were pretty. I liked it. It was it was a it was a nice perspective. That lawnmower shot scared the shit out of me. That, yeah, that was probably the only part that scared the shit out of me when those. It probably those was films. because you, I feel you like, knew it was coming. Yeah, I feel like those eight millimeter films were not as exciting, I guess you would say, as they could have been. They were they're real short and there's kind of like short clips and it was like oh hey uh, there's a shot of them tied up and now we do something and they're dead like throw a thing on there and they're dead it's like it's it's terrible and I get it but it it didn't really it was kind of like just a thing in the movie it's like all right you know whatever that that happened you know that's that's actually a really good point because Adam let's talk about Bagul here or Mister Boogie as the pictures have it have, have done with the drawings I mean. Okay, so let me, please, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but Bagul is a demon that's been around for centuries. Is that what that guy on Skype Something like that. So Ethan Hawke's character gets way too in deep with everything, and he seeks help from a university professor from Skype. And this guy gives him the whole history and gives us the audience the whole history of Bagul. And Bagul's thing is he's a demon, and he feeds on kids' souls. That's his thing, right? Yeah. yeah. That's that's just what he is in a nutshell. So my question is, he decides to – Bagul one day wakes up. And he goes, you know what? There has to be a trail. So when I'm going to scare the fuck out of this family that lives in this <laughs> random house, and then I'm, as soon as they move to another house, I'm going to kill them. And then I'm going to take one of their children randomly and I'm going to feed on their souls for hundreds and thousands of years and then leave the breadcrumb trails to get more victims. Right. That's pretty much what he's doing. Yeah, that's that's how I imagined it. Like, it's the whole reason why uh, Ethan Hawke's character is the whole reason why he got involved in the first place because there was breadcrumb shows left and all these things that happened, all these murders happened and he's trying to solve it. <clears throat> I don't know how it happened with the other families. Like it obviously had to be coincidence where they just kind of moved into the house where the murdered families and he started, you know, his possession bullshit and scared them away. And then that's when he struck. I mean, I guess that's just his thing where it's like, Hey, you know, you need to get out of this house so that I can go take you on this house. That it's kind of weird, but you know, I get it. It's overly complicated to be, to be to be honest. 
So Bagul is Joker. He's the master of assumption. I guess. Okay. That, that's how I saw him, yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of <laughs> shitty, don't you guys think? I mean, he's a demon, man. He's... <laughs> Like that's, that's well, kind of what they do, you know. He's the yeah, Babylonian like, god of darkness. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Why Super Eight? I mean, why Super Eight film? Because it was I that. Mean, it I was the time. <clears throat> because what basically, from what I read online, was because I also read the synopsis on IMDb, and it kind of says, uh, and I don't know if they said it in the movie or not, but he actually like lives in the images. Apparently. Yeah, he lives in the images of the time. So whether it's cave drawings or you know paintings or you know pictures or now eight millimeter film and then sooner or later they're going to make one where it's going to be in smartphones yeah. and video and stuff like that like i see that being like kind of how it goes down the road he lives in the images like d it, it's one of those stupid things where demons have those weird rules and same thing with like you have to have to move out of the house that i murdered the last time in to go so i can kill you and take your child kind of thing it's one of those like weird oh. rules that they kind of make up like here's the Here's the uh, compelling aspect of this creature. Well, okay, okay, well, okay. My question is, is that Ethan Hawke's character, doesn't he record the Super 8 off uh, to his, to his, to his, to his, to his camera? So now Bagul is digital now, right? There you go. Green light is, is, is that what... I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm no, just, no, no, just, no, no. It's, it's weird. It's weird to me. Well, because it's, like... it's not any weirder than, than the ring traveling from videotape to videotape and then to online, which you're pumped to go see. Yes, I am pumped. I'm so mad that they fucking canceled it until the the winter. But but still, anyway. that's it's kind of, you know, in the, in the same part, I guess that's Samara would be kind of a, an undead demon, you know, and. Or uh, you know the rule to, to stay in the house or to, to stay in the the one spot that can't travel outside of their their borders you know okay kind of kind of okay. things like that it's I understand it, it it's kind of it's it, but it's you run out of ideas here man <laughs> like you know that's fine if you're gonna make it a, a ghoul uh, or a demon and have the story kind of revolve around it too because the, obviously the deeper that Ethan Hawke searches into uh, the archives there the, the more he you know sees the breadcrumb which is something bagoolish which is a true is I mean, a new word i'm gonna start bagoulish. using by the way now bagoolish like it bagoolish um, look bagoolish as hell you look bagoolish as hell that's nice that's nice hey look it, it's just just for me i really wish this movie would have done something different i wish this movie would have gone to more of a psychological thriller because that's what this movie was but hold away um, but okay. How about this? Let's talk about something positive. What was your guys' favorite eight millimeter kill? Uh, for me, it was the drowning in the pool because that's one of my biggest fears is drowning. So I really was like, Oh Jesus Christ. That's terrifying. Um, for me, the drowning in the pool was a big one. Do you guys have a big one that was, that was like, Oh my God. Uh, the Giant in the Pool is probably uh, definitely one of the worst ones. I think the one that struck uh, stuck out to me the most was the lawnmower one. Yeah, that one was the one where like you you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. You knew you saw the camera face down, the light on on the lawnmower, and the going across the yard. You knew at some point he was going to run over somebody, but then just the second hits, you're like, oh shit! You jump for a second, like oh shit! Uh, just 
chop somebody's head up with that fucking lawnmower. Like, like that one is probably the one that stuck out to me the most. Yeah, for, for okay. sure. That was one that, that stuck out with, uh, stuck with me the most. I, you know, and like, I didn't, the way that the, the killings were carried out, I didn't mind it. Again, it's not what bothered me about it. I think it was just maybe story progression. I, I really think that's what it it's, is. Maybe if they just had, like, left more, you know what would have been, would have been cool is even Hawk, kind of his character after so much more digging, because in that character, they get to a point where they, they've dug too deep, and they go, holy yeah. shit. If he were to find out that, like, they were families before him, or, or you know, that he kind of figured, un unlocked everything for all the other families, too, and then that shit happened, and then Google came out with just like, oh, well, you, you figured it out. Yeah, guess what? You unlocked me, and I'm just going to go ahead and kill you now. Like, I, I feel like that's what it is. Where uh, the five rings come together, Captain Planet comes out, and he's just like, yeah, you got nice. me. We're, you you <laughs> nice. did it. You did it, buddy. I'm gonna take your family's life. And I did also, I did also like it again. Spoilers because, well, everyone, if if you listen, to this, like you already know. Zone at this point. So. Yeah, exactly. Spoiler. But <laughs> I did like that everyone died at the end. Like. Yes. 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 Hundred percent agree with you. And it, it because was that's different. Yeah. Yeah. And it too was many, too many too many people survive at the end of horror movies. So yeah, that is that is definitely a, kind of a positive aspect, which is a weird thing to say. That like yeah, everybody died. I'm at glad the that end. everyone that's died. Awesome. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> I'm glad can I tell you? <laughs> can I tell you guys why I'm not going to see the sequel? Why? Because you have to pay two bucks. Be because the movie follows Detective So and So. I don't want another movie of just him as the star. I don't. I. 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 I don't care about Detective So and So. He seems so slimy. So like, I want to be part of your book world. I'm like your biggest fan. It's like. Dude, you're creepy, man. You're yeah. He was one of the goal. he was one of the least developed characters, I think. Like he was just kind of like a fanboy that's like, just just let me in your world, just let me in your world. Like I'll do whatever you want. I'll break all these rules. I'll do all this shit. Just let me in your world. And I'm like, come on, dude. Like yeah, I know, right? Just, it's weird. Grow a backbone. Like get some shit done in your own personal life. Like seriously. Like what are you trying to do right now? <laughs> like he was a fanboy. Now. One thing I want to say about, you know, just the plot of this movie that doesn't make sense to me is that we had a murder that happened in the 60s, a murder that happened in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And in every single murder, every person in the family got killed besides one of the kids, and the kids went missing. Don't you think this is kind of something that would, like be an investigation for Cleary Starling because what I mean by that is that nobody nobody puts these together you know what I mean I mean I mean like I mean like wouldn't this movie have been better if there was a private detective the, that the trend comes? you mean like yeah like, yeah like, like 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 some detective that says to Ethan Hawk you're going in too deep man you're going in too deep it's, it's like a, there, it's a small time I mean? it's a small time office man like, yeah you know what I mean like yeah, there have been there, there, 30 there years been later something. You get one of the sheriffs is like, you know what, Greg? Uh, I think the killers all got something going on for themselves. I think it always seems to be one little youngin walk away from these murders. Well, there is one scene that is missing uh, that I saw on YouTube. Um, yeah, have any of you guys seen the remake of Carrie, the 2002 TV movie remake of Carrie? A TV no. movie? T what? You guys don't know. Are you talking about with Zachary Ty Bryant, like The Rage? 
No, I'm talking about a 2002 TV. I don't know what this. What? Okay. Yeah, well, anyway, I'm like, what the? What is this? Go, uh, IMDb it. There I, is. I'm, 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 already, I'm already at way ahead of you there. Let's let's take a look. There here. is. There is. There is Carrie from the 70s. There is the Rage Carrie two. There is a TV remake from 2002. And then there's the one with Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's 2002. It was drama, horror, sci-fi, TV movie, yeah. November 4th, 2002. Huh. So the reason why I brought that up is because there's a scene that was deleted from the movie. And tell me if you guys think this scene should have been deleted or not. But the girl who played Carrie in that 2002 remake was a neighbor of Ethan Hawke and his family, and he was gardening one day or something, and she looks over the fence and says, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. She's kind of like that neighbor that knows everything, but she has no reason. Yes, that's what she was. She had a two-minute scene, and the director cut it. Do you think that scene needed to be there, or do you think he was right for cutting that scene? At that point, I would kind of ask the question, okay, how does this neighbor know... Like, all right, there was a there was obviously a terrible murder that happened next door, but how the, would this neighbor know? Like, there was this deeper conspiracy, whether she knows specifically what's going on or not. Like, how would she know that and be like, you, you're you're digging too deep, like you don't know what you're doing, kind of stuff. Then I would then I would be like, all right, you need to flesh that character out a little more. Like, why does she know? All, why does she know he's digging too deep? Why does she know all this stuff? Whether you know she just has a hunch or not, you know. Then I would be asking that question. Well, here's the thing is that maybe she was swimming in the pool. Maybe she was mowing the lawn when they got hung, you know, and then she saw the little girl that was like, shh, you know, and then she disappeared. And she was like, what the fuck, man? I'm sure that that she's seen some shit from that house. Like, you know, kind of has to, I'm sure. But I mean, I, if you were to keep, if it's a two minute scene, and you had to keep it the time it, it, it was, what would you eliminate then if you were going to put that scene in there? What, what, what? I would eliminate the... half the shit from the beginning. Yeah. It took <laughs> way too long to get into the story. Like, there's too, too much. I almost fell asleep within the first 20 minutes sitting in my chair wow. just like watching this stuff. I was like, can we get to something? Like, Adam, is... thank you. You beat me, dude. Yes. <laughs> this movie, this movie is boring. I mean, this movie is terribly boring. I mean, k- come on, guys, right? Why, it's, it's boring. why did this movie? Why is this movie on the top of a lot of people's list? Then is is scary? Then is it just because I don't of the know. millimeter? I don't is know. it just? I mean, because I can name you know five movies right now that are uh, better than Sinister, arguably. But I don't know. It, it's you know what? There's never an explanation onto why it's like the top of the all these websites that I've seen list. It's just the fact that. They say that this is like top five, top six, top ten, or whatever, because I, you know, what I think it is, honestly, I think it's just the goddamn ending. I mean, it's just the ending of the fact that it's not like The Shining, where your heroes, you know, survive. No. It is the fact that Ethan Hawke gets his head chopped the fuck off. Bad guys and win. We, and yes, yes, and we see. We don't see the kid, which which is the only ex- family murder we don't see. So that's the only fam- surprisingly. Yeah. Yes, which, 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 by the way, I call bullshit. You know, because, because all the other murders, 
could have said that somebody have done it. You know what I mean? Okay, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say, but some of the other murders could have could have introduced the fact that these were accident murders, besides the hanging and stuff like that. But like, okay, for example, like the one where the family burned alive in their car, that could have been an accident murder, or an accident you know thing that happened. Um, you know, uh, the family that drowned, they were all probably just drunk at the pool and they fell in. You don't know. But I mean, with this establishing the fact that she draws out stick figures of her 12 year old brother being decapitated and his limbs being yeah. ripped off. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, this is nuts. I, that, that may be kind of the attention to the detail that why people like, liked it so much, but um, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's more, it's more of just like a story story rather than it being like a scary story or like maybe like more of like a, like a, a crime detective drama where it's all, you know, somebody researching and, and digging deep, you know, kind of that, that suspense type thing. But to put it as like, I, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not one or the other. It's a mix of both. Which, I mean, interrupt, to go back to your point, Jordan, uh, when she was talking about how she would draw, like, her brother decapitating or like that, where's all that evidence now? Like, any past murders, there's, I, don't, I didn't see any, like, any type of similar evidence, just those 8 millimeter films. This child is drawn with blood on the walls and leaving all this other shit everywhere. Like, where is all that from the past stuff? And did that well, stick around? Like, is, is that yes, still there? Yes. Or... yes, it is still there, Adam, because um, when he goes up to the attic, when Ethan Hawke goes to the attic and he sees a scorpion, he freaks out, which yeah. I will just say, if I move into a house and I see a scorpion in the attic... I would move out because those fuckers would climb out of the vents and no. Oh, yeah. But but then the next time he goes up in the attic, he lifts up the box and there's a snake underneath it. And he lifts up that box and there's all the drawings of all the kills. And it says Mr. Boogie. That's right. Okay. I, 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 I did miss that. <coughs> I forgot about so, that underneath the box. Yeah. So now when a new family moves into the Ethan Hawke house, and they find that in the attic, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? And it's going to yeah. continue. But who's to say that any, because, because but, 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 but here's where the fucked up thing happens, guys. All the Bagul kills, Mr. Boogie kills are just happenstance from what we've established. We don't know anything about the families. We don't know if the dads were driven to know about the truth. We don't know if the moms are driven to know about the truth. We don't know. So somebody like Ethan Hawke's character would have to, in order for this to, get to, order for this to continue, somebody like Ethan Hawke's character would have to go up in the attic and go, what's this? And be really intrigued to buy an 8-millimeter projector <laughs> yeah. and figure you, this out. Do you know what that tells me in this day and age? Prequels. That's what that tells me. They're gonna, nice. they're gonna eventually, they're gonna eventually do prequels where they're gonna pick one family or whatever, and they're gonna say, or even the first family. I, I, I would bet the first family, whoever uh, was first on that list of eight millimeter ca- yeah. uh, films. That's that's who, that's what they're gonna do. Work with Paranormal Activity. Yeah, exactly. So. Oh, oh God, I hate that franchise. 
It was still oh. creative. Like, cheers to the person who, who figured that out. It's like, okay, 80s, how are we going to do it? Oh, he's a wedding photographer, and he's going to just load it up with cameras, so he has the equipment. It's like, okay, well, that's, that, a, that's about thank it. You, thank, thank you for bringing that up, Eric, actually, and this is not a paranormal review. I just want to make my point on this. I've seen every single one of them. The last one is absolutely terrible because you see the demon, which is stupid. But the third one is my favorite. That's the best one out of all of them. Um, it's so cool. But this movie is teetering on the line of paranormal activity. Bad. It's still um, told well. The direction is done well. Like it's clean, and the camera shots are great to where you get great angles. That and the, yes. the where the visual itself builds the tension. Not even just the the actions or anything else, but like the picture of it itself, where you have the contrast of light and dark, contrast of uh, 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 just the distance of it too. Where far away there's just a little glimmer of light, but you can tell that it's far away, and you got a long dark way to walk in order to see anything, and you don't know what's behind your back. So I think that they did uh, a very good job of that. I hope that the director would carry a lot of that over to Doctor Strange, but at the same time. The guy is a storyteller. We've seen in, uh, if you've seen his other movies, I have seen The Day of the Earth Stood Still, which he had directed as the one with Keanu Reeves. So the dude, like, doesn't mind extending that cut just a little bit more to get whatever he needs to be in there, and I hope it doesn't do that for Doctor Strange. Especially because Marvel has been having this trend lately where it just drags on a little bit too fucking much. Like yes. But but, this is what they needed to cut. Can I tell you guys what they need to cut? Because I agree with you, Eric. Go it ahead. Yeah, tell us everything. Yeah. The laugh. Okay, my wife hates horror movies. Um, it's not that she's afraid of horror movies. She just doesn't get the joke. You know, like you know, like if I show her a Friday Thirteenth movie, and I'm like, "Kill her, Jason. Kill that bitch. Cancel her." <laughs> you know, she doesn't get that thrill that I do. Right. So yeah, watch, during, like, what is wrong with you? What do you do? What are you talking yeah. about? Cancel that bitch, Jason. Cancel <laughs> that bitch. It's uh, like the like the cat and mouse is the, the, the game of tag yeah. that you always used to play. Um, my wife is watching this with me, and she goes, "I'm gonna go to sleep. This is boring." <laughs> and you know, we have a two and, and, and of course, my wife and I have my wife and I have a two month old baby right now, so it's like every six seconds, she you know, this baby needs something. My wife leaves and comes back, and this is the scene they needed to cut, in my opinion, because I laughed with her. It's the scene where he's walking around the house. Ethan Hawke is walking around the house, and the ghost children are running through the house. And he doesn't know they're there. And she's like, oh, my God, this is stupid. So they're establishing that ghost children are actually the bad people. Yeah, like, that what? was totally unnecessary. Like Right? Up until that point, you kind of think that Ethan Hawke's character, like, is it really a paranormal thing going on, or is he going crazy? Like, is mm -hmm. he legitimately And if they didn't throw that scene in there, you'd be like, I don't know. I have no fucking clue. But they threw that scene in there. It's like, all right, it's ghosts. Like, it's a demon ghost thing. It's like, yeah, you know, demon you've, ghost. you've ruined the questions. Like, let's just get to the end. So Absolutely. I mean, it was stupid. It was borderline stupid because my wife, again, my wife, who doesn't like horror movies, is like, this is stupid. And it's like, really? And I'm looking at him like, yeah, you're kind of right. Like, the ghost children <laughs> is uh, the only creepy scene in this movie, which I will give the director credit for. The one that made me go, 
Oh, that's not cool. I mean, it kind of holds choice that Bagul is indeed a collector of souls, a child abductor, mass murderer. That's fine. Of. The scene could probably been done better if they just had like footsteps, like just footsteps, the sounds, and he's just looking around the house trying to find these sounds. Like he was, he was then, that, then, then that would have been like, okay, you know, is it in his head? Like, is he just hearing shit? Like, what's going on? The scene could have been done better. Maybe not get rid of the scene, but just kind of redo it that way a little bit and make it a little shorter. And it's kind of like he's following footsteps going around in noises around the house. He's like, that's what the actually fuck's going not on? a bad idea. That is not a bad. No, bad it's idea. not. Even as even as just a sequence. It's, it's, you know, because you already, as a sequence, can kill eight minutes in, Absolutely. in that, in, in, <laughs> as far as a movie time goes, because you have a lot of, a lot of tor- or corner turns. You, you know, it, it's, it's an extra, again, it's an added feature, and it, it, it helps build it a little bit more. So, I, yeah. Yeah. Good um, suggestion. The, let's talk about positive. The only thing that I, re- not the only thing, but there, there, there is a handful of things that is good about this movie, just like there's a, a handful of things that are bad about this movie. But what what creeped me out was when he was checking when Ethan Hawke's character was checking on his kids one of the nights, and he opens the door and he checks his daughter and he leaves. It, the camera lingers on the daughter, and it's one of the little girls that's in the corner of her daughter's room that just does the shh noise. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking creepy. I dig that. Like, I mean, that was really cool. My gripe again is his fucking wife. She's terrible in this movie. This they, actress they is are. terrible. I mean, like, and here's the thing. I've seen her in other stuff, and she's not bad. I just think she had just had a bad script. I mean, I think she came in. The director said, you're a naggy wife that doesn't care. Because she literally tells him that his career is dog shit. That yeah, he's yeah, never gonna but, get to that fame again. But they've had some they've had some troubles. Right? Troubles, but not divorce troubles. I mean some of the shit that he was saying, I'm sorry, but you know, fuck. There would have been some backhanding going on. <laughs> like hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 hey I'm trying. Way. I'm trying here. You know, this is you know what that's another thing too is that because that's another uh, thing where the spouse often builds kind of uh, regret and resentment towards the other, and it's always perceived as oh well that person's just a bitch like this guy's being this guy's hot man he's he's hot on a trail here he's he's you know he's gonna find out what's going on here people are missing he fi- he's finding out you know just and you're you're bitching at him you're interfering with the work right here. And yeah. it should be more, or I mean, it should be highlighted a bit more that what they see, what the spouse sees is that here's this guy who is now, or person, man, woman, child, who is completely now a different person, consumed in something. And they notice a change and they're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? And that's when yeah. you got to see, because you, you get more passion out of that where Ethan Hawke would be like, no, don't you see, bitch? Like, look at all this. It's not just the alcohol. Yes. Look at all this. Yeah. It's not the whiskey, baby. I'm telling you, but, there's a guy that looked at me on my Mac. I'm just telling you. There's all these things where, like, you know, this is standard movie behavior. Well, he when, would, he, when he could be he would have never said, he would have never said any of that stuff. He would have never said that stuff to her, even if she, even if he wanted to, because throughout the movie, he towards till the end, he thought he was crazy. Like, he thought he was going crazy. He was never going to tell his wife, right. like, hey, 
I'm seeing this person in this video is because that would have just given her ammo. That's all that would have done. So. Yeah, but it's still it's still consuming him and is the purpose for yeah. him kind of derailing. She kind of goes. I feel like she kind of has like a little bit of bipolar going on because at one point she's like yelling at him, screaming at him because of what's going on. Then she's switches to being worried about him and saying, "You're you know this is going on. Like what's going on? Like we got to get out of here. Like this, that, and the other thing." And I feel like she flip flops a little too much. That Adam, that's a great point because in one scene they're literally screaming at each other in the bedroom. And then the yeah, next exactly. scene, she's like, hey, you want to go out to dinner? What's up? I love you. <laughs> now that we got that over with. I'm yeah, she, you're, like, you're right. That, you're right. You're 100% like, right. Like, he gets drunk that night after they had this big fight, and she picks up his glass and helps him to the bed. Like, oh, I love you. Like, it's okay. We'll get through this kind of thing. It's like, all right, no. Yeah. I don't think that would happen in real life. No, she'd be now, be like, this motherfucker right here. Right here. This guy. I just found out that this guy moved us into the murder house. Piece of shit. No, we don't get into that. Another yeah. thing that we don't get, which they fucked up on, and I think that they missed the opportunity on this one. Did you guys know that the daughter was autistic? No. They established in the beginning, they say that she's autistic, and that's why they allow her to draw on the walls. I missed that part. I missed uh, that completely. Like, Where was that throughout the whole movie? That, that would have been interesting. <laughs> That would have made a lot more sense about why she's drawing on the walls. Because he's like, what do we tell you? You can only draw on the walls. If if I was buying a house, I'd be like, it's a new house. Don't you fucking draw on these goddamn walls, okay? Right. you got to have this shit for a couple years. Then you can kind of mess it up a little bit and we'll paint the room. But no, brand new house. Don't fucking do this shit. Like, no. They, they say it in the beginning after Ethan Hawke in the beginning, after the hanging scene with the family. And Ethan Hawke talks to the sheriff. And he's like... We don't like you in our town. You know that guy. Uh, they 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 established that the daughter is autistic, and I'm like, oh, oh, great, okay, great, okay, great, okay, great. So there's something that's going to happen. Okay, great. Nothing. I yeah, I, I, I miss Nothing. I miss that whole thing. You know, like I I I try to give movies credit just because like I I, I see it less as a movie and more as like storytelling. And as a storyteller, I, I feel that it's it must be challenging and rough because as we talk about it more and more, you kind of are able to see kind of different little details or blips that they can talk about on a storyboard and say, okay, we had this in here, we'll leave that out, and kind of things like that. Where it comes to a point where it's just like, oh, you got to make hard decisions. Like, okay, well, we got to get this fucking out of there. This whole uh, the whole daughter having autism thing and maybe there's a connection. Now, take that all out. We gotta we gotta save that for the lawnmower scene or something else. It's it's rough doings, but I felt like still it could have been done a, a bit tidier. I mean, especially if you're gonna be cutting around that much, and whether it be with the the wife or, or if she were to go with a different angle, or if the children were to have a different set of what they were doing. Or maybe if the sheriff was more involved than he was, or if the neighbor was involved, you know, kind of things yeah. like that. Because these are all these are all things that you can choose to do in the in the story room. And instead, I think they just wanted to go. You know what? We we want a little bit more. We want to make this into a franchise. So let's highlight a little bit more uh, on on visuals, and let's get Bagul and his pretty looking face in there. Uh, you know, as often as we can, to where it wouldn't rule the story. Yeah. And I yeah, mean, that's, I think that's I what mean, happened. 
that that would have been an amazing I just thought of it. That would have been an amazing connection between all the families is if all the children that were taken had a bit of autism. They were they're a little bit autistic. I mean, it would have probably sparked protests with people that ha actually have autistic children saying like, "Oh, you know, autistic children were they demon attractors or whatever." But that would have been that would have been a connection. That could have been a connection right yeah, there if they yeah. would have done something like that. Like, "Oh yeah, all these kids, all the kids that are missing, they all had autism." And then he would have looked at his game and be like, "Oh fucking shit. Here we go." Right? Thing you're pro that, you're promoting awareness so that your autistic child does not get uh, kidnapped by right. a demon. Absolutely. So, yeah, you're absolutely. welcome parents who are protesting. Like um Kids not kidnapped. There are two. There are two more things I want to talk about before we close out the show. The first thing I want to talk about is, I want you guys to think really hard, right now, and I want the audience to I'll think try. really hard while they're listening to this. You move into a house. You're a struggling novelist. You wrote one good book that got you your 15 minutes of fame. Your two books have been unsuccessful because that's what this character is. One hit wonder. You move into a murder house and lie to your family. You are all about your office because that's where the majority of this movie takes place in. And you realize that a murder happened in this house unexplainably. You see the footage. You go to the attic. And this is going to be long, but I'm sorry. You go to the attic. Take me there. Paint the picture. You, you see a fucking scorpion. After you see the scorpion, you get an 8mm projector and you see the family being hung unexplainably in your backyard because you can't see why they're being hung. You just see the branch falling down. Mm -hmm. A couple of stupid, crazy shit happens. You get a deputy that, who is up your ass. Then you go outside. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Then you get a son who is in a box in the middle of the room who tweaks the fuck out exorcist style, and you're like, oh, he has night terrors. And then you go outside, and you see a random dog that you don't own, that you know where this dog comes from, and you see all the children in the background. And then your son, again, is freaking the fuck out in the middle of the woods, shirtless. The moment that you decide to leave the house is when you go to the attic, and you see a bunch of kids watching an 8mm film. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This is ridiculous. This guy's motive is piss poor. I'm sorry, guys. As soon as I saw a fucking snake in my attic, I'm calling the pest control, the animal control, or I'm Wait, fucking out. As soon as I saw murders in my uh, – archived murders in my house saved in the attic, I'd flip the fuck out. Are you serious? Right? Like, if right? any situation, if any room – if I saw a video and it's just like, hey, you're here, Eric. You're in the same house, the same room right now. Watch this video of the people who lived in this house before you just get fucking slaughtered. I'm just like, no, I'm, time out. I am done. Like, right? it's, it's not, it's no, I'm just, I'm uneasy with that. Especially just because it's like, it's like a, I'm watching as if to say, oh, that's going to be me in a little bit, right? History repeats itself. That's going to be me. So, I, I, I mean, no. But that's the other part is that Ethan Hawke just kind of just, like, brushes off a lot of stuff. He's like, okay, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta go back to the room. I gotta watch this, you know, and just kind of... The, the easy explanations just kind of keep on rolling in this movie to keep the ball I mean, I would have never moved in the house to begin with. He, like, he knew the murder yeah, happened yeah. there. I would have never moved in the house to begin with. But, I mean, the thing to remember is when he first found those tapes, he was calling the 
uh, sheriff's office. He was calling the police to turn the he he was gonna he's about to turn the tapes and he was like some shit was going on here, some shit happened here, and I've got these found footage of actual murders happening. Yeah. Like like I'm about and then he thought about it and to thing to remember he's an eccentric writer who's desperate who is desperate to come up with another film or another movie. I'm sorry to come up with another movie or book. Two things wrong there. Um, He's desperate to get his that 15 minutes of fame that he had. He's desperate for it back. So he feels that by it's not going to do any harm if he watches the rest of the flicks and then turns in the the, uh, eight millimeter films like that's that's kind of how I saw it where like he he realized, you know what? It's it's not bad. It's terrible thing that happened, but it's not going to hurt them to wait because they didn't know it was there in the first place kind of thing. So I I see it as like a desperate move. Like a desperate to like, let me get in their heads, let me get in the killer's head, so I can write a passionate book that people are gonna love. That can get me back on the talk show circuit. He talks about it, get me back on the talk show circuit. You know, I could s- sell books, sell autographs, and then you know we can do this again. So that's kind of how I felt about that. And <clears throat> everything else that was weird that was going on, like I said, he didn't know. Like he was drinking a lot. He said he said he's not a drunk. He was drinking a lot. Yeah. So he, yeah. he could tell, he can tell, like, you know, is it me being drunk? Is it me going crazy because I'm watching all this shit? I'm walking some freak, freaked out fucking bullshit. So that's kind of how I felt about it. Like, he just thought he was going, he was going crazy. Not, not so much that it was an actual danger to his family or, like I said, I, I, I would have never moved in the house in the fucking first, first place. So, <laughs> well, obviously, pretty good explanation good there. Yeah. If for, for everything in part. That I mean, as it was mentioned right there, but uh, to speak to the desperation, hmm, maybe, very good point, though. I mean, could they have done it? Maybe, maybe those are some scenes that they, they could have been added then, or some of, of him kind of just uh, falling a little bit deeper, yeah, in, instead of it that being maybe family conflict, sure, yeah, that, that would have been nice, but. That would have probably led him more to the the shining aspect of it. So then Jordan would be like, "Oh, this is just the, this is just more reasons why it's the shining." So, <laughs> I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad point. thing Good that point. it's taking it from the shining if Good it were to, to use that. Um, no, and and that's fine. I mean, the shining, you know, did you know had its hallucinations where Ethan Hawke is just probably just gonna, you know, freak himself out instead instead of but, it actually being guys- a ghost. But guys, here's the funny thing. Read the IMDb trivia. The director said that he he got the inspiration for this movie, which I don't know how he sees the connection. I guess they maybe the eight millimeter film. But he said he watched Ring. You know, uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, not Ring, but you know, um, the Ring. ring. No, yeah. uh, not Ringo, but 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 you know, he saw the American, the Ring, and he had a he had an explicit nightmare. And he was Ethan Hawke. And he woke up the next day and he wrote it. That's what his. That's what he said. His explanation was after seeing the movie. But my last bit of gripe, and then I will just end it on that, is, hey Adam, hey Eric, you guys will like totally move your whole family out of your current house, not sell it, move to a murder house, and then have all that shit happen to you. And still have enough money or not sell your house to go all the way back to your original house, which is a mansion anyway, compared to the murder house? What the fuck was that? Do you guys have any idea what I'm complaining about? No. 
wasn't okay. wasn't he living on campus? Wasn't the whole point was he was going to be uh <clears throat> No. No. I'm serious. I'm serious. They move from their house, which is at the end of the movie, which is literally a mansion. And they move to this murder house and they all go with them. His family all goes with them. And he's like, we're going to go home after he burns the footage. And they just go back to their home uh, that they just oh, left. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. That doesn't bother you? Or that bothers you, I mean? That Ethan Hawke just got Playboy money. He's just buying houses left and right. I'm struggling. Yes. But I, yes. Don't yes, make me get rid of me. one of my houses. I don't want to get rid of both my houses. Because you established <laughs> that you are a struggling novelist. You wrote one successful novel out of three. Uh, maybe residuals to... are are kicking in, man. Maybe. But 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 here's the thing, though. They need to establish what the wife does, to at least give that credit. You're gonna sit here, guys. I'm sorry, but I'm I, I'm not gonna live in this house that I bought for the rest of my life. I'm probably gonna move to another house. But before I move to another house, I'm gonna sell the house I'm currently in. Well, I could see that. I wonder if in that part, if he's just buying two houses, that he could just be like, all right, you know what, boys and girls, stay in this big house. I'm going to go to this house and live there for like a month and become but who, inspired. Who buys a summer house in Pennsylvania? I know, Adam, you're in ooh, Pennsylvania. Ooh. And I'm in, I'm in fucking Ohio. I get this. I'm worse than you. I'm in fucking Ohio. I got the Browns and the Bengals. That's about it. Oh, but, shit. Time out, time out. But, I got a great idea. If you want to finish your point, go ahead. Who buys a house? Who buys a summer house in Pennsylvania? I'm just saying. I think Pennsylvania's got some beautiful areas. I drove through it and uh, Oh no, it's 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 wonderful. The, the, I went to Hershey, got, Pennsylvania. It smells like chocolate. Some. Oh come on. Well, I, I, I drove through an area where there were more gun shops and gas stations. So guys I went to Hershey, Pennsylvania, and the town literally smells like chocolate. It's amazing. Well, good. As advertised, and I went to Pittsburgh, and it smelled like ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> but who buys, <laughs> who buys a summer home in Pennsylvania? It doesn't make sense. I, it's, it's convoluted. It's terrible. You know what, the though? only thing. This is a Go good ahead. idea. This is a good idea. Buys a summer home in Pennsylvania, and let's just say that he's he's again got the paychecks rolling in from the from whatever movie dealer. That, well, let's just say that he's got that. Family stays sure. in, family stays at house number one. He moves into murder house, and he's just like I'm just kids family. Ooh, excuse me, daddy. Daddy's got work to do. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do this for a couple months or whatever. And the whole descent into madness comes in. Maybe this is where the neighbor kicks in a little bit more to just add, and the sheriff adds a little bit more flavor to kind of his descent into madness a bit more. But I feel that it would be pretty dope, actually, instead of it being the little girl to, to draw pictures or something like that, that maybe he, he sees his family in other ways. Maybe the goal is just kind of like, uh, you know, maybe doing that. Like, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on your family while you're, while you're trying to let me in here, you know. Or maybe to sure. expand on expand on that concept, maybe uh, from the beginning of the movie, you see that his family moves in with him, but then it ends up being Bagul is fucking with his mind, and his family's never really there. Like they're never really there. He just thinks they're there, and it ends up being oh. like a, like a total mind fuck like that. Like that to expand on that idea, like that would be even even better. I think. 
That's not a bad idea. That's interesting. Maybe you could have like some uh, some one sided interactions again with other characters, like a neighbor, where you know it's you, you think that the the family's interacting, but it's actually was just Ethan Hawke the entire time. Yeah, it's like you know he yeah. interacts with a neighbor, and it's like, hey, my wife is doing this thing, and she gives him a look like, uh, okay, like who? All Maybe right, then I never people? met. Him. Yeah, exactly. And then it's all fucked up. Yeah. So, Guys, look, the only redeeming factor of this movie and why I think, in my opinion, that this movie is ranked so high in the past decade is because of that ending. You yeah. don't see the ending coming. You don't see the girl with autism going nuts, poisoning her daddy with a note that says, good night, daddy. I have a two-month-old girl. I'm scared to death of her right now. Yeah. And she's devil. two months old. She is Satan. It's, uh, I'm just saying. It's very Twilight Zone, right? Where there's nothing more, yes. nothing yes. more evil and helpless than the mind of a child. It this. is so great. This ending is what makes this movie. You suffer through bullshit to get to this ending. And this ending is great. This movie, and this is my last comment, this movie is Saw. And what I mean by that is Saw, the first movie, is not really that great. It's okay. Shut your mouth. I enjoy it for what it is. It's fun. It was the first. But, but the that first ending, of like eight now. That ending gets you. Guys, that Saw, believe it or not, Saw was the best theater experience of my life. And I'll explain that. When that movie came out, I was in it with a bunch of, uh, bunch of friends in college. And uh, we went to go see it opening weekend, you know. And the theater was packed. And we all saw whatever. We all were going along with it. And then as soon as Jigsaw rose up at the end, the whole fucking theater was like, no way, man. Like, just freaking out. And, like, that's kind of what this movie is. It's like, you have to sit through an hour and a half of bullshit for the last ten minutes to be, whoa, this is fucking cool. And I think that's why this movie gets the recognition that it gets, personally. I, I, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. I, I, see, I see that a little bit. All right, then. Well, do you want to go into to recommendation? Yes. So we'll get into recommendations here. Eric, do you recommend Sinister? Uh, by the time everyone hears this, well, it, this movie would have already been out on DVD for a while. Uh, it's not a bad movie. I mean, if you're doing, like, a scary movie thing, then, yeah, I'd say worth it. It's worth the watch. I Again, it, it's not my favorite, but I didn't think it was bad uh, we talked about a lot of things that bothered me and that's true but a lot of movies have a lot of things that bothered me as well too uh you know what this is just kind of um it feels like it's just you know it, you just want to kind of watch a scary movie and you've already seen everything else out there so you're just kind of going down the list pretty much uh, i mean you're not missing much if you don't see it but I, yeah sure i okay, I, so I would say i'd say it's worth the watch if you're going to invest the time I'd say it's worth your watch. So, uh, so definitely recommend from Eric. Adam, do you recommend Sinister? All right, Sinister. Like you said, it, it's not a terrible movie. It's it's a halfway decent watch. Um, I definitely recommend renting it. Um, see how you feel about it. I, I'll put it to you this way: my sister, my younger sister, she loves horror movies, and she loved all the paranormal activities. And she saw this movie before I did, and I asked her like, "What do you think of it? How'd you like?" It? She's like. It's all right, I guess. That told me, like, all right, this is. She, she was not into this. It's not a great horror movie. It's it's decent. It's it's halfway good. 
I would say rent it. See how you feel about it. It's a definitely it's one of those kind of movies where it's like it's a lot of great scenes, but in between those great scenes is a lot of slow bullshit. It's a lot of slow unnecessary yeah. bullshit. So definitely rent it. Give it a give it a watch. Okay, so that's that technically two recommends. Yeah, it's two uh, recommends. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit. Okay. All right. Uh on this movie because honestly guys this weekend we're going to be reviewing Doctor Strange so oh I, I can't a- wait for that movie so so I was expecting something really really cool and something different and I really didn't get that so I guess I was disappointed but after thinking about the movie talking with you guys about it I dogged on it but I- I- I'm going to give this movie definitely a recommend Check it out because there is far terrible horror out there. Unfriended is god awful. I mean, like it, this movie's not bad, and it's 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 just it just gives you a lot of question. It gives you a lot of okay, why is this happening? But it's not terrible. It's definitely worth your watch. So I think that is definitely three recommends across the board for Sinister. It's it's not terrible. But there's nothing new. Don't get your hopes so high. Yeah, don't get your. But don't watch the sequel because I'm not going it's, to it's, ever. It's a casual watch, you know. Yeah, yeah. Have it on the background and if I can clean your house, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, that concludes our episode of Sinister. Uh, make sure to check us out on iTunes, Movie Guys Podcast, and also on iTunes as well for Be Real Network. You can find other shows such as Fourier Distraction, uh, Basement Condition, um, Hey, I Like That Game, uh, Underground Hot Pot, and uh, many more. Um, make sure to check us out at bworldnetwork.com, movieguyspodcast.com, and uh, I hate to put you on the spot, but Adam, do you want to plug anything for your show where we can find your show at? Uh, well, we are on SoundCloud ourselves, uh, so you can search for Distraction on there. We actually have our own iTunes channel as well, so if you're an Apple user, you know, you prefer to use uh, iTunes, head over there, you can uh, subscribe to us, follow us on there, and I upload every week. Every week we upload a new episode. So <laughs> Every new episode, every week. But yep. for, 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 uh, for Movie Guys Podcast, we'll be back next week for our review of Doctor Strange. Hopefully, Ed will be joining us for that. If not, Adam, you may be joining us again. I don't know. No, I, but, can't. I, uh, I would look forward to that. Yes, I am seeing it Saturday morning, so I'm excited for it. But uh, thank you so much for checking this out this episode. Make sure, again, to check us out on MovieGuysPodcast.com, BeRealNetwork.com, iTunes, MovieGuysPodcast, also on Twitter, MovieGuysPod, and BeRealNetwork for iTunes and BeRealNetwork.com. That's B-R-E-E-L.com. But, Adam, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, everybody else, Have a good night. We'll talk to you next week. See you. Thank you.